Coming up, we are going to talk about the reality of visiting Universal Orlando if you're not a thrill ride person. I guess is the best way to put it. If you're not a thrill seeker out there. So we've got that information for you next. From the Bob Barley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. The Dis Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined along by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. And then back on the controls, we have Corey Fiescanaro. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. So uh, this is going to be a bit of a looser episode, more uh, more not what we usually do, a little bit loosey-goosey, give or take there. But uh, it should be a fun discussion. I want it to be a, a frank discussion. And, uh, more can I than, still be Garth? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can still be Wayne, then you can still be Garth. But uh, yeah, ultimately... Ultimately, this is a little bit off topic from what we normally do. Not off topic, but I guess off off branch uh, from you know trying to get some information out there. This I just want to want to kind of be blunt about Universal Orlando, especially like I said in the opening. If you're not a thrill ride person, because you know a lot of this idea kind of sparked from trying to come up with uh, topic ideas for what we should do, what we haven't done in a while. You know, obviously one of the biggest questions we get all the time is I get motion sickness easily. What can I do? What rides should I avoid? And we're going to, we're going to go into a little bit more in depth on that as we go along. And, and so it's a lot of stuff like that has popped up. And then, you know, we've talked about uh, now that fiasco is running the controls for us. He's not as a, he, he's not as seasoned with the Universal Parks, hasn't been in a long time, and is going to start getting into it. And he is not a thrill ride person. He right. he cannot handle that because of the headaches and other other uh, effects on his on his actual personal self. I'm sixty. I'm, I'm yes. I'm sixty years old. <laughs> and so you know, it's that's when you have to step back, and it made me think. Yeah, we we talk about a lot of the the details that go into universal parks that I believe like the theming is beautiful in some sections, top notch, sometimes better than Disney in some areas like the wizarding world. Uh, but then there's kind of this then gray area that we leave with. Well, if you don't do these attractions and stuff that we consider the best, what is there really to do? So I think it's about time that we actually have a, once again, a Frank discussion, still Garth, still Garth. Okay. Although we know in this, this thing, you're technically Garth because you have the lighter hair. I know. Absolutely. And I feel like my personality is more uh, Dana Carvey anyways. And What's the uh, – I'm trying – sorry. I was trying to think of the line where he's like – you. Uh, oh, it was – never mind. It's not, a, not the appropriate one. Where? I'm low on gas and you need a jacket. And I was like, what's the first half of that? Now I remember. <laughs> anyways sorry for that tangent uh but yeah i think it's about time to actually 
really throw it out on the table. And I think we actually have a a nice, well-rounded balance for that because, you know, we're thinking about this in the aspect of Fiasco who can't really handle a lot of the attractions that people go to Universal for. Then we have Rhino, who I want to, not to offend you, but you're kind of right in between. You, you will do a lot of the attractions, especially if you have Dramamine on hand mm-hmm. for your motion sickness that you have, but you're still not tackling the big bad boys. You're not doing the Incredible Hulk coaster. Just you're not doing Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. And, and I will never do that one. Yeah, so I feel, and then there's me, who I will do pretty much anything. There's stuff that, like, going back to Incredible Hulk coaster, no, I don't do that every time I go to Universal. If I don't sit in the front row, then I basically, I get jostled around because of where my my height is, where my head ends up being on, like, the lap bars. It really kind of throws my neck and gives me headaches. So uh, on the front row, for some reason, I can maneuver it a little better. That It's it's a much smoother experience for me, but I'll still go on and do it. If I'm here with someone who, who only comes once every two years and they say, I want to go on it, yeah, why not? And uh, ultimately, there's nothing that I'll say. Nope, that's that's not working for me. It's I have to really like you to get on Rip Ride Rocket, but I I will even do that if really push comes to shove. So I I feel like we have a nice gamut and uh, can look at this in an honest way. And so let's uh, get this conversation rolling. And that, from my opinion, and I hate saying this because part of our part of our job is to sell our love for for universal orlando and i i think we do have a super great appreciation but ultimately the more i've thought about it in recent times i'm not quite sure how awesome universal truly is for people who aren't thrill seekers and i i don't want to use that as a reason to say why you shouldn't go but I think it's also something you have to step back and think about. You're you're investing your money into this product. Will there be enough to get out of it? And I hope by the end of this, you can decide by yourself if there's enough. But uh, but that's that's something you really have to look at. So uh, going, I'm going to kind of go through this, starting with Universal Studios Florida, moving on to Islands of Adventure Volcano Bay. I'm going to kind of just put an asterisk of sorts on that Volcano Bay being the water park that's at universal Orlando resort. I think that really doesn't require that thrill seekers mentality because water parks are very straightforward. There are people who go to water parks and say, I only go for the beaches and do the lazy river. And then other people say, I go to do the slide. So I think that's pretty, pretty clear on on that. You can visually see what it's going to be like before you do it. But it's really like I I feel I don't want to like break it down to that dichotomy of there's two people. There's lazy river people and then there's water slide people. But it kind of you went through the invisible tube, the tube at the top of the mountain. I did. I went through that other tube and I hated it. I hope to one two tubes. I hope to one day get back to all the tubes at Volcano Bay. I was like, "What one is the one that is easiest for everyone?" They're like, "This one." And I, oh, that was painful. It was. I under and I understand why they put the weight limit in after because I feel like afterwards. (laughs) I feel like I was banging around in there, and that probably had a lot to do with it. But I'm working on that. So, recent goal. uh, My my smart skill is no longer telling me that I'm obese. Now it's just saying I'm (laughs) overweight. So nothing like a. 
Nothing like owning a, a scale that makes you, you feel you. terrible about yourself. Because when you look at the number, when you I'm step like, on the scale and it goes, ah, get off me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always looked at, like I look at a scale and I'm like, you know what? That's not bad. I'm happy with that weight. And then as soon as it says in big red letters, obese, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just carry my weight well, but a maybe I'm, too far. I'm just buff. But uh, anyways, yeah, it's, I feel like with Volcano Bay, that's easier to to really make decisions. You either are a water slide person or you're not. But with the theme parks, it's a little bit more intricate. So let's start at Universal Studios Florida. Let's go over the attractions and shows. I want to include both of those in there that I feel like are more on the milder side. But also, as we go along, we'll say whether or not they're actually worth it. So you have something like uh, going in alphabetical order, Animal Actors. It is a very dated show. I, I told you know how I, I know you it. still haven't done it, and it's, it has to do with yep. the, not that they're abusing animals, but I just don't like the idea that these animals are just kept there yeah. for a show, and it's not. But there's a corgi, and every time I walk by it, I kind of get sad because I think that corgi doesn't go home to a house at the end of the night; he sleeps in a cage somewhere yeah. back there. I just feel like the concept is dated. Of That's why I don't like it. And yeah. yeah, so to me, it's not it's not a big drive. Uh, one of the street shows that they have. Beat Builders, which drives me nuts every time. This is in uh, the San Francisco area, right across the street from Fast and Furious, Supercharged. And it is these maniacal people who climb on construction crews and just start drumming. And it's... It, to me, it's obnoxious. But it is something you could... Technic- if you enjoy live entertainment, maybe you'll enjoy it. I feel like this... If is- you're a fan of Stomp, you'll probably like it. I feel like if you're a young boy who likes to just beat on everything and hear loud noises. It's probably for you, but it's not a huge draw. The blues brothers show happening in New York. Uh, you I know, do, I do actually enjoy this one. I enjoy it too. They're great performers. <clears throat> Doesn't Jake and Elwood always, always come out and nail it. And they're, uh, the, the extra help they get as well too. It's always entertaining. I don't, but, I don't you think know? you have to be familiar with the property to enjoy it either. No, no, because they're singing classic songs yeah. and doing it in a fun way. So you don't need to see the movies in order to be able to enjoy it. Actually, you probably, for the average person, I think you would enjoy it more than sitting down and watching the movie and be like, what is this foul language? Why is Princess Leia popping up with a gun? <laughs> Spoiler, if you haven't seen it. Uh, and But then another phenomenal show, still going in alphabetical order here, Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees in the Wizarding World yeah. of Harry Potter, the most uh, talented singer in the Wizarding World, just getting up there belting a very, very awesome show. Uh, just when we talk about entertainment that rivals anything you would see at Disney, I feel like Celestina mm-hmm. is above and beyond what happens most at Walt Disney World, and I even go far to say it's more disneyland entertainment value to me it's that it's that level of talent they find for people it's consistent Uh, too yes and for the toddlers out there uh, they have curious george goes to town that sounds such a weird name i didn't know that's what it was full name was called (laughs) curious george goes to town that sounds like a warning video (laughs) like (laughs) yeah and uh it's a this is a playground for kids with some fun interactive elements a little bit of water a little bit of uh they've got the 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 ball guns in there that you can shoot little kids with but uh, i don't recommend if you're an adult without kids going in here because you can't handle (laughs) thrill rides and start shooting little kids with foam balls sir sir, which one's yours which one's yours sir (laughs) sir yeah don't do that but uh and also keeping in line with (laughs) 
<laughs> with Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. You also have a day in the park with Barney. Stop over and see Mr. Peekaboo. Yeah, which is one that Rhino and I have done multiple times as adults without kids going into Universal. And man, did we feel awkward. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? You got young kids. You guys want to get up with your kids? You yeah. want to get up with your kids? But, we don't have any. Yeah. But adults, adults who aren't thrill seekers, don't go walking into Barney saying, I can only do the shows. You don't want to do this show. Uh, you will feel terrible about yourself. I'm going to include uh, this next one in on this list because of the, the caveat in there, and that's Despicable Me Minion Mayhem. Only for non-thrill seekers if you are doing the stationary seating that they have in there. I still don't think the regular version of the show is I thought that. they stopped the movement. Oh, no. They got rid no. of the 3D. Yes, they got rid of the 3D. That's what it was. But still, I feel like a lot of people who don't like to get jostled around, it's still not it's still not great. To me, it it borders on that line of thrilling and not thrilling. But I feel like for the sake of this conversation, if you're considering yourself not a thrill seeker, then any type of simulator is kind of out of the running in there. I don't know. It's so little movement. Think about think about what we know with fiasco, though. Again, not to point I, it out, I, but I, I'm sorry, I've only done it once, and it's been years because it usually is very popular because it's toward the front of the park. So it's kind of like, I don't is there like any waiting, simulator but... that you can handle? Yes. Okay, so okay. Then... So as a perspective, like look at Disney World, uh, Flight of Passage. I'm usually perfectly fine on, depending the day. But Star Tours, Smooth. Star Tours always kicks my butt. And similar to Universal, I remember because like, the last time I went was about four years ago to do the rides. And this was post Navy as well, and I had my migraines and everything going on. I could not do Simpsons, but I oh, remember. Yeah, but I, everybody I know struggles with Simpsons. It's but, it's a tough one. But I remember. I thought Spider Man was like the best ride ever. Okay. So, okay. All right. So a, yeah. you need a level of smoothness Correct. then. Yep. Yeah. And for that, I wouldn't like this technology at Despicable Me Minion Mayhem is nothing. It's not new. This is going back to the it's the Hanna Barbera days. Yeah. Right. So it's. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure they've upgraded once it went to Jimmy Neutron and then Despicable Me. Uh, it still jostles you. It's that type of simulator. So I'm going to go ahead and say if you're if you're a moderate thrill seeker, then you can handle it. If you're a non thrill seeker, avoid it. To ask for stationary or ask for stationary seating, and you can still enjoy the show. You can enjoy the pre shows, which are a lot of fun, a lot of humor in there, but won't uh won't jostle you around a lot and then one that i think is definitely the entire selling point of non-thrill rides at universal studios florida it's the classic attraction that is there one of only two opening day attractions and that's et adventure i mean just i if i went with a non-thrill seeker it's the first thing i would take them on and i would recommend it at least once every hour yeah, just like well, why don't we go back to ET? You know, I did it. I I did it last week, and uh, Botanicus came out, yeah. and uh, everything was working. It was great. It was I was really happy we did it. Good, good. Uh, and then going on the next one that I also kind of put in a maybe column, definitely for the moderate moderate thrills, Fast and Furious Supercharged. Uh, it does have a little back and forth jostle to it not not a ton not not like in an extreme level but ultimately the question you have to ask yourself is do i want to sit through fast and furious supercharged and i think a lot of people will answer no to that so but it's i think a lot of uh a lot of non-thrill seekers could get away with it but i'm yeah 
It's right there on that line. Unless you are a diehard Fast and Furious fan, just don't do it. So I remember uh, an attraction that was Twister. Yes. Is that, that's long Twister's gone? Twister's gone. Yeah, yeah that's okay. where Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon is. That will not be on the list uh, for <laughs> non-thrill seekers. It is. The queue would be. Uh, the queue is perfect, but... Uh, while it's a simulator ride, it is also not a very uh, – it's not a well-done simulator. Mm. It's not – in my opinion, it could have been a lot smoother, a lot less uh, jostling around. But uh, another show, Fear Factor Live. Maybe fear won't be a factor for you. If you're participating oh. in the show, then it's definitely for thrill seekers in a way. But if you're sitting there watching, uh, I think I think you'll be fine. Does Joe – does Joe show up at all? Uh, Joe Rogan, I believe, is busy hosting his podcast. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'll have to check in from time to time. Maybe one day just have a random Joe Rogan spotting. But uh, didn't someone else take over that show eventually, too, when they moved it to MTV for, like, a brief period? I don't know, because then they had the anniversary, and he came back yeah. for the anniversary. I that is true. That. I know that they they had some legal issues with, like, usually on the second round of Fear Factor in the middle it was always like an eating thing where mm-hmm. they had to, or like they had to like go in like a tank with scorpions or something and they started to have some legal issues with what they were having people do i heard joe talk about it on his on his show mm. and that was when he was still there so i don't know what happened with that but you know. interesting i've never listened to a show maybe i will one day it's good i listened to the episode where you had Polly shore on it yeah, this is a rabbit hole I get into sometimes. It was way, post our uh, our Encino Man conversation, okay. actually. That makes sense, then. You know, you know that one time when we were flying back from California, Polly Shore was on the same plane as us, right? Yeah, it was it was one hundred percent because I went back to check his social media after, and it, it yeah, he was doing a show in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Man, what the heck? You were there. I know, but I didn't believe you guys. Oh. <laughs> well, you know what they say about uh, believing. You know what Josh Groban Seeing says about is it? Believing, I sure. Why not? Uh, moving on with the list, we spent way too much time on Fear Factor and, and Polly Shore. <laughs> Polly Shore. <laughs> Again, look for our Polly Shore podcast coming later on the Dis Unplugged Podcast Network. Uh, then moving on. Again, not for uh, mostly for kids. Hopefully, mostly just for kids. You have Fivel's Playland and Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. Another playground. There is the water slide that technically adults can go on, and you see them go on it usually after uh, it, having a couple drinks uh, put into their system. But primarily for kids. But non thrills there for sure. Uh, the next thing I will say on the list is definitely a highlight. Of course, you need a two park pass for it, and that is the Hogwarts Express. And this is definitely a slow-moving form of transportation that is an attraction in itself. As we've talked about, the only issue you can really come up with this is motion sickness. Uh, You can kind of get that weird feeling when you're looking at the screen if you're sitting too close to it. I I think, yeah, just try and sit toward the door. Yeah, but in terms of thrills, there is no thrills on this thing. The only thrill is when the Dementors come after you. The Dementors (laughs) sucking the good time out of the air everywhere. Exactly. Uh, it's got a. Sorry, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. tell us, prison Craig. Yeah. Go on. Dementus. Uh, it's got a foreboding <laughs> name, but it's definitely not anything you can't handle, and that is Kang 
Kang and Kodos's twirl and hurl in the Simpsons area of of World Expo, and this is a spinning ride, a hub and spoke spinning ride on the lines of Dumbo. And while it says twirl and hurl, don't worry, it's very yeah, it's just a joke. It is literally, yeah, it's just a joke, and uh, it's slow moving, perfect for adults, kids, and the the fun part is like Jennifer Tilly actually does does her voice for it, and. And there's all these. Who's Jennifer little, Tilly a voice of? She's the narrator of the entire thing experience. So it'll be like, uh, I, sorry, I'm paraphrasing on this because I don't have it memorized anymore. But she'll be like, make sure you hold on to all your valuable items and your children so they don't eat them. And oh my like gosh, little, I, small, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I listen think. to it as you're yeah, going past, yeah. and it's like little, little fun comments like that that adults will find humorous, but kids also like you know they, they won't pay attention to it. But adds a little extra. Humor oh, I think into that it, ride's but. hilarious. I think if yep. you're really paying attention, because I think it's it's actually banking on people not paying attention. I think it's so it's yeah. it's funny. Exactly. So another show happening in New York. You have uh, the Marilyn Monroe show and. So again, not obviously not a thrill unless the uh, seeing Marilyn Monroe gets that heart beaten, then maybe it's a little bit of a thrill. My but stars. other than that, it's it's a show for you. Uh, then we have back in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley, you have the Ollivander's Wand Experience, which is an interactive Why are show. You skipping that some, you I'm skipping some that I believe are for thrill seekers. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So, and okay. then I'll go back and list them okay. at the end. But Ollivanders is is a interactive show where you could be chosen, just like in the Harry Potter movies, to to find out which wand is is yours. And even if you're not chosen, it's still fun to stand in the room and watch it all happening because it literally is like you're transported into the movie, yeah. and no thrills involved on it. Uh, and another uh, another, sorry, I'm getting. Freaking phone blown up so much here. Apologize. Should have put it on. I said freaking phone. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, you probably want to be clear that you're doing the Joe Pesci in Home Alone and yeah. not the Joe Pesci in every other movie he's <laughs> okay, ever been in. That is a good point. I okay. shouldn't have said freaking anyways. I apologize for it. It's just when we're recording these shows and the vibrating keeps happening. Uh, it's happening to my phone, insane. too. It's it's spam, spam, yeah. spam, spam, spam. Yes. <laughs> what are we, in Hawaii? Jeez. <laughs> Terrible joke. I do love spam. But uh, another... I would say it's another movie-ish. It is a movie, so I shouldn't really beat around the bush on it. Movie. Uh, Shrek 4D is is another uh, experience that you can can have. It does have a also stationary seating if you don't want it. I don't think it's really thrilling if you're just sitting in the regular seat, but you do have stationary as well, too, if you want it. Uh, you have the awful acapella people, acapella, acapella <laughs> people singing in New oh, York as know. well from time to time. I don't recommend acapella for anyone, so I can't recommend them either. Oh, and if you are walking by and they do not have a crowd around them, they get aggressive yeah. about being like, sir, sir, come, come, come. You're going to watch this. And I'm like, I'd rather not. So, And I don't care for beatboxing. But I don't care uh, those beatboxers. I don't care for beatboxers. But continuing the list, Tales of Beetle the Bard. This is the puppet show that happens back in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter on the same stage that that also houses Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees. These puppets are amazing. They're made by the Michael yeah. Curry design. They are intricate. The puppeteers are awesome, and the these shows are very moving. Don't you kind of wish they sold the puppets? I do. Yeah, I would have them. I think that would be cool. Yeah, it would be. That going back to our Super Nintendo episode, saying, "Would you buy go crazy on merchandise?" No, but I would. 
I would spend thousands of dollars on I'd those buy the puppets. three brothers for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm a weirdo like that, so definitely recommend that. Uh, also, the Universal Orlando Horror Makeup Show, which is the other attraction that has been there since opening day. It is just a show that showcases horror movies, how they're made, a little bit of surprises along the way, but mm. no thrills happening there for sure, unless unless seeing those scary movies get your heart fluttering. Uh, the nighttime show that happens on the Lagoon, the cinematic celebration, of course, no thrills on there. It's just a nighttime show, and mentioning, too, along the same lines with entertainment, you have the Superstar Parade, which happens throughout, rolls through the streets, and no thrills there. You're just in there watching a parade. So that's yeah, it seems like a long list there of a lot of stuff that's not for thrill seekers. So the stuff that I would consider for thrill seekers in a way, uh, I guess Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster. This It's Barnstormer style, kid friendly. So a lot of people can get away with it. But for some people, they would also consider that to be too thrilling. Talking about Kathy Worling. She would not do that. No. no, um, no, no. So that's one. Transformers, the ride 3D. This is that same technology used, as Fiasco mentioned earlier, with The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. So it is a simulator. It moves you quickly. But at the same time, it's for most thrill seekers, I think it's going to – non-thrill seekers, I think it's probably going to be a little too much. But if you can handle a little bit that's smooth, go for it. I remember doing a – this one too, I think. I think uh, one of the Transformers ends up like grabbing your vehicle and stuff, right? Yeah, I, I, rem- I remember liking that one too. So yeah. that was up my alley as well. Cool, cool. And then uh, we already mentioned the Simpsons ride as being non happy for thrill seekers, and I, I would still stand with that. It's I, even though I love the Simpsons ride, I don't get sick doing it. Uh, oh, no. two people in the oh, room saying no. it's not for them. I completely agree with it. Most people I talk to who come off the ride who don't have any problem doing heavy roller coasters, they still come off the Simpsons ride and say, what did I just do? I am yeah. so sick. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, as far as like uh, like the Simpsons go and like rides like Star Tours, those are like top tier sickness rides yeah. for me. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's intense. And uh, Revenge of the Mummy, while we consider it one of the best attractions at Universal Studios Florida. It is a roller coaster inside, and there are two moments where you come to sudden halts that are very violent. One of them very, very violent. So, Which with one the, did you say? Revenge, Revenge of the, the Month. Yeah, where you're like... Ooh. So it's... And even then, there's launches. There's there's a lot happening Although, there. Definitely... I would I would say of if you are someone if you're a zero thrill seeker yeah don't try it but if you're somebody who like tiptoes or like I think I could be brave with something I think yeah. this would be the coaster to be brave on. So remind me because I know I went on Mummy but it was ages ago. Is it kind of like Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones Adventure at Disneyland? Yeah. No. Okay. It starts out as a slow moving like yeah. a slow moving dark ride. It's on the coaster track, but it starts off slow, and then you. As the mummy, the curse comes alive and the mummy starts going after you, then things pick up and start getting launched. And then you go into a big, intense coaster portion, not big hills and stuff, but it's a fast launch in a small, tight area. So, and then you come to like a complete stop all of a sudden. So you're just like, yeah, even when you brace for it, it still hurts every single time. So it's pretty intense. And Again, I would also consider Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon on the more intense side for non-thrill seekers. It's 
even though it's a relatively new simulator, it still felt like they could have been a little bit ahead of themselves yeah. on it. It's not great. Uh, the one that Rhino called me out on thinking I skipped it for non-thrill seekers, Men in Black Alien Attack, yes. as we talked about a couple weeks back on the show, I think right around the right around Christmas time. Uh, it's you know there are definitely reasons why it could be on a non-thrill seekers list because really it is most of the time it's a slow moving attraction that just you're shooting and it's not bad but then there's the couple spinning. moments when the spinning starts spinning, yeah. and i i know for a lot of people out there as soon as that spinning starts that's when they're like no 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 it's no a, no it's a big factor for me yeah. in, in, and i always tell people like even when i just went on it last week with um some people i was like okay when we get through this x-ray machine we have got to be blasting the top of the other car because if this starts spinning and we are on the receiving end of somebody who's a really good shot I'm going to get sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say a lot of times when I was working at Forbidden Journey, when they would come up and ask what it was like, you know, say it's a it's essentially a moving motion simulator and you're up on an arm and you'll have the sensation of flying as, as you're moving along and then be like, well, can I do this? I'm like, I don't know. Can you? <laughs> and be like, well, what have you done today? And a lot of times they say Spider-Man. And we're like, okay, well, it's kind of the same motions as Spider-Man in a way, but no spinning. And as soon as you say no spinning, that's where you get them. And they're like, oh, sold. Yeah. I didn't. So just based on my time the there, of the spinning. yeah, people and but they calm that down a lot. And oh, good. Okay. So, yeah, when it comes to the spinning, like I know that's a big sell off from people. So while Men in Black, for the most part, I feel like as non-thrill seekers, if you can't handle spinning, don't risk it. It's it's not worth it for you, but maybe it is. Uh, then Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. This is one of the icons of yeah. Universal Studios Florida. It's the big tall coaster that goes straight up and has the the big weird loop that you don't go upside down. You just throw it on the outside, all the special maneuvers and stuff that happens on it. I think that's pretty straightforward. Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts, a blend of a motion simulator and a roller coaster. I think that says it straightforward enough yes it's potter and you want to do potter stuff but it's it's not for thrill seekers and i believe that is it those are your your non-thrilling rides so that's i think that paints a picture by itself um we're not obviously we're running out of time in this episode so even though i was hoping to get to islands of adventure we'll have to make that a break its own episode a breakout episode but looking at the list of the attractions we went over, what's your opinion? Is Universal Studios Florida the reality of what's there to do? You think non-thrill seekers can get away with USF? I, I, I think it – for me, it boils down into that – what's the group of people you're going with? If it's you and somebody else and neither of the two of you are thrill seekers, it kind of teeters on that. But I think it – you know. but if you're a big Harry Potter fan, I would say, yeah, definitely go because you're going to live that world, the Wizarding World. But um, you know, if, if it's like uh, – if like – I, I wouldn't – I don't know that I would recommend to Fiasco. Like are you a Harry Potter fan? I am a Harry Potter fan. I grew up with it. Um, and another thing too is though like I just really like atmosphere too. Yeah. OK. So that see then that's something where if you could say that to me, I'd say, oh, yeah, then I'd recommend it for you going at least to check it out at least once in your life I think. Yeah. But if you're somebody – I will say after doing this list, there was more – 
There was yeah. more on the non-thrill seeker side of stuff than I thought of off the top. Yeah, of my head. there was, but I think the big difference is a lot for the Walt Disney World people out there and Disney people in general. There's plenty of non-thrilling rides that still exist at yeah. Disney parks, whereas at Universal, it's mostly show. It's mostly show yeah. oriented. So if you're not a show person, then it's honestly, pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. I as much as I hate to say it, if you're a if you are very strict about your thrills and you're not a show person, I don't think you're going to find a lot at Universal in terms of the rides and the attractions. At Universal Studios Florida, I will say if you're a Harry Potter fan, yes, that's the one caveat that you have to you have to come to the Wizarding Hitting World so you can see that experience diagonally, get your wand, spend time doing uh all of the the interactive elements with the wand mm-hmm. and really get into it from that range, but as much as I love the theming of Universal Studios Florida and the atmosphere, I also don't know if I would necessarily recommend it as enough of a selling point because really, you know, it's got Production Central is pretty plain. Hollywood is Hollywood is just this short portion that doesn't have a lot of heart to it. New York is very in-depth and detailed, but still like it's it feels like it's why they were so easy easy to rip away the streets of america it, it, from from hollywood studios because that entire premise of remove a, harry potter out of that park it kind of all looks the same yeah that's that i think that's i guess the, that's a nice that's way of i was trying to say, get yeah, at like it yeah. clearly i get that it's different cities but it's kind of one of those where it's like i don't think it's quite has that effect yeah. on the atmosphere it was designed literally to be able to use as a back lot so that's why when you're watching creed's my sacrifice music video <laughs> which I and he's do. rowboating through the the streets of new york it's that's why it can be filmed like that and yeah. and feel that way but in terms of 2020 is this impressive anymore i don't know if it's enough even though i feel like when i'm in like new york especially I feel like i'm pulled into that area but I'm also a different level of geek than other people. So I don't know if it's perfect for the average person. Uh, dining, there's a lot to be desired inside the park. So if you're like, well, yeah. I'm a foodie, can I get enough out of it? I think at City Walk, but not inside the park, maybe. You have I, Today Cafe. Still, oh, oh, yeah, Today Cafe. Yeah. I always forget about that. I've and had, the Harry Potter stuff. And the Leaky Cauldron, Cauldron is, is fantastic food. Yeah. Obviously, being able to get the ice cream at... Mm-hmm. At um, best ice cream in Florida. at Florian Fortescue's is incredible, and all the all the beers and other drinks. Simpsons, even though it's basic theme park food, it's just that it's extra level of grease though. they put yeah, in and yeah. the atmosphere. And I've had multiple people tell me that we should really give Monsters Barbecue another chance because it's actually better than what we had when we went. We just had an off experience, so maybe on the foodie side, there's enough. And I don't remember any of the in-theme park food that I ate, but I've been back recently to City Walk, and the first thing that kind of really impressed me was the prices of the food at the restaurants aren't anywhere like Disney prices. It's it's like basically just off-site restaurant prices. Yeah, exactly. So, and it was still I, – I, I ate at Big Fire, and I loved yeah. it. Good. Good, yeah. So it's it's really tough here. I'm – I'm on the line with what I would say. Like Lance Bass. My recommendation. No, I, I've never watched that movie. Mm, that sure. was the movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure yeah, I've was. never watched it. I have not. But yeah, I'm. it's right on the edge there. I think ultimately food in the Wizarding World, 
theming might be enough to pull you in, but if you don't like shows and you don't like thrills, I'd probably say Universal Studios Florida is not the park for you. What's your final take, Rhino? No, I think I would agree, especially if you're saying like, well, I could leave, I, I could take or leave Harry Potter. You know, yeah. I'd kind of be like, because eh, I, I think other than other than Wizarding World and Springfield, there's not a lot of diversity in the in the atmosphere around Universal. I, I think that if you're in a group of people who are going to do rides and you're going to be a bag holder, I think you'll be okay. You know, because I also, for me, it's like vicariously being like, oh, did you like it? You know, oh, that's great. You know, and then we'll stop and have this beer, like you said. So it's kind of, I think, look at look at look at your company. And then think about it that way. Good points. So thank you for having this conversation. Like I said, uh, I we will do another one on Islands of Adventure since we couldn't get it all crammed into one episode. It would be an hour and a half long episode. So uh, that's not okay either. So we will be back with our Islands of Adventure overlook very soon not the overlook hotel that's yeah, scary. Like, that's also for non-thrill seekers uh, but yeah we'll, we'll be back with that one in the future years so we can kind of wrap up this conversation on the realities of universal for non-thrill seekers so thank you so much for having this conversation if you need any extra information head over to our show notes page disunplugged.com for extra information on this show and all the others on the disunplugged podcast network if you're watching this on youtube go ahead subscribe hit that thumbs up when you get a chance and hit the bell so you get notified when we have new videos coming out and also with that leave us comments and questions down below we will answer those very soon and then if you're listening to this on apple apple podcast stitcher spotify wherever if you can subscribe to us please do so and please leave ratings and reviews for us we need you to start doing that even if they're bad you know what well don't do that if they're bad positive leave positive ones or positive positive criticism towards us that's always the best too so go ahead and do that but thank you so much guys for having this conversation with me thank you everyone out there for listening watching we hope you enjoyed it we'll be back with you next week for another episode of the dis unplugged universal edition but until then remember we still haven't changed the name (laughs) 